0: Hello and welcome to the Resilient Leader podcast brought to you by Firestarter Business Solutions, igniting and sustaining your business growth. This podcast is all about getting business leaders to tell us how they deal with the ups and downs that come with being the boss. In other words, the secrets and importance of their personal resilience. By talking to business leaders from a variety of backgrounds and industries, we hope to gain some understanding of their approach to business success and how that works in an unpredictable world. My name is Dave Harris, and today our guest on the podcast is Paul Fieden, the CEO of Gung-Ho Communications. Gung-Ho are a consumer sports, outdoor and lifestyle agency with a focus on PR, content and digital. Paul has been with Gung-Ho since 2005, driving growth 15-fold during that time. They have lots of high-profile brands as clients including Speedo, New Balance, Canterbury, LS and Berghaus and they also work with high-profile sporting events such as the Olympic Games and European Athletics. Paul has a BA in Business Studies and a Postgraduate Diploma in Marketing and he also describes himself as an avid runner and cyclist. Paul, thank you very much for coming on the podcast. Before we talk about resilience and sustainability and your approaches to that. Tell me a little bit more about Gung Ho and your role within it, please.
1: Good morning, Dave. Thank you very much for uh, enabling me to come on here and talk about that. I have been with Gung Ho, um, as you mentioned, since 2005. Um, I actually joined the business as a partner. It was a very, very small agency of around three people at that time coming from a background, really working for either bigger agencies or actually coming from a sports brand and working in global marketing. So it was a real sort of uh, change uh, in my life at that time, but a really good one because I always was interested in being part of a business and and a a venture and developing and growing something specifically. Uh, And that journey has really been an amazing one. I subsequently bought my business partner out quite quickly after joining the business. And um, really sort of developed it to focus on kind of the things and the passions that I have, which are very much centered around sport uh, and around kind of lifestyle brands. And my kind of network really did kick in at that time to enable me to develop the agency, build the client base and also build the sort of offer of what we could develop for clients. And, and, And as you mentioned earlier, that's pretty much around PR, it's around events, it's around um, social media and content. And we have developed a a really great roster of brands. Um, A lot of them are global sports brands and lifestyle brands. So yeah, I mean, passionate about what I do.
0: Now, you've clearly achieved a great deal in the last uh, 15 years or so while you've been at the agency. So I'm sure you must have experienced ups and downs in that time. So how important do you think resilience is? for a modern business leader?
1: I would say resilience is, it's a word that's been really come to the fore, obviously recently, but um, inherent in any business leader, I think to varying degrees. But I think that is a common thread that runs amongst, you know, and and through all, all business leaders to some degree. And I know that I couldn't have developed the business as I have without having an element of resilience known, or indeed, unknown to me, in a sense, because sometimes it manifests itself before, you know, without you actually even realizing you have it in many ways. Something that I do say to my team quite a lot, and they sort of make a bit of a joke of it now, to be completely honest, but there is a a lot of truth in it, and that is um, experience. And I describe my experience as, whilst phenomenal, in terms of what I've also developed and learned and, and delivered, I have many, many scars. That, I've, uh, you know, um, that have occurred through that process. And I always say to myself, well, let's use those scars. And I offer those that sort of experience and knowledge to my team to say, you know, I've had the good experiences, I've had the bad experiences. We've bounced back, you know, we've reflected, we've assessed and quickly recovered from what can be often you know, big setbacks, but they're always temporary. So I really do feel that experience is an absolute attribute, which is so, so useful uh, for a leader. I always feel that, you know, you're always still learning as well. Every day is a school day, of course. But it also makes me realize that don't dwell too much. It's temporary. You learn from it and you grow. I'm really interested that you talk about experience as a
0: vital component of resilience because obviously that then begs the question you know when you're a young leader or a relatively inexperienced leader you know does that mean that resilience is going to be a tougher thing to generate now obviously you came into this business relatively young and you were in a business before this as well so can you reflect back into those earlier years you know when you were greener if I can put it that way and and perhaps um, think how you coped then?
1: Yeah it's a very good question and I believe that there probably are um, some sort of inbuilt attributes that uh, are there that need to be nurtured and developed. I think there's an alignment I feel when I speak to my counterparts in that we have a hunger and a passion and this sort of like we want to create and achieve something and so you invest beyond probably a certain level because you are invested in what you're doing so much and I think that that can come with any age or any experience you you can have that there and I think that leadership can be developed and experience definitely contributes to that but I think some people have definitely got the sort of the grit and the hunger to, to kind of be resilient and lead and develop and grow a, a, a grow a business so you know when i when i look back i think definitely hungry definitely wanting to you know achieve something not just in terms of commercial monetary you know benefit but actually be proud of something that i've developed be proud of doing a really great job and be known for doing that so perhaps a little bit egotistical but there are some other attributes that i think are really important whether you have the experience or not and I think experience still only kind of develops you even more but for example I think leadership it's um, something which you can have from quite a young age again that can be developed but it's when it comes to resilience leadership is really important it's not just a day job you turn up every day and you're a leader every day whatever the situation and I think that's definitely been something over the last few months which has been proven you know we've got a Really lead by example, model the way and even more so. And I think, you know, given the last few months with COVID, you know, I have faced many, many challenges over the years and always kind of overcome them. But they're perhaps all kind of congregated at the same time, pretty much over these last few months. And so, yeah, a bit more pressure. But, you know, you've got to kind of turn up. You've got to be a sustainable leader. And I think that really helps. And I think there's other things as well. If you're a good communicator, that's vital. I do draw upon that, not only in terms of communicating out, but listening and acting. So I think that's really has helped me over the years. Um, you need to take people with you. There's absolutely no doubt you need to inspire, but also, and frankly, over the last few minutes, we've had some difficult decisions to make. So you've got to be honest and back up your decisions and communicate them well. And I've had to make tough decisions and I've had to share those with my team. And, you know, they may not be happy about some of them, but they, as long as they understand why I've made them, it's really important. And I do feel that really helps. But yeah, communication is being proactive in communication. And then there's a couple of other things, really. I think, you know, accepting change is good. I think you need a time to reflect, but learn and grow. And uh, I feel that if you accept change, and I actually quite like change, um, you'll always be coachable, you'll embrace it, you can reframe opportunities within it, you can champion it. And I've tried to look at that whilst dealing with the here and now over the last few minutes. That's been something which I think has been very, very useful. And and probably finally, I would say, and something which I definitely feel has come out, um, and you perhaps don't realise it, but the more it kind of piles up, maybe um, it's it's better. I think actually, personally, um, I deal with stress quite well. I think I'm better under pressure. And talking to a lot of uh, other kind of business owners, people that I talk to quite a lot, I feel that that seems to be a, a bit of a common trait in that, you know, see, it sort of unlocks some energy in you. And I've actually felt that I perform better when I'm under a bit of pressure, and I'm under a bit of stress. And I think when COVID just first hit and you know I describe it as some sort of the tsunami of kind of um, challenges and a bit of a wrecking ball right at the beginning when it first hit the business you just got to lean into it and, and say okay um, good old-fashioned graft but this is going to enhance my performance I've got to rise up to this and um, you surprise yourself and I, and, I, and I have in many ways and I've been I've sort of like Whilst I can beat myself up, I've been also quite pleased in how I've responded to a lot of the things that have happened recently.
0: I wonder if you'd mind talking a a little bit about the COVID crisis, because obviously that has been very challenging for, for many, many people, almost everybody, I suppose, personally and in a business context. So can you reflect on what were the most challenging aspects of that for you and your business and how you responded
1: Yes, absolutely. I, when the crisis first hit, we kind of were involved a little bit as a as a business because I did have people out in Italy working on a project when before lockdown, before kind of like we realised the scale of the issue. So I had to bring them back and they had to go into quarantine before we'd even kind of started using that word pretty much. So I was kind of thinking, OK, something's coming through here. So I need to, to act responsibly, look after the team, make sure we're in good shape and understand how to deal with this sort of minute by minute live situation, really. And then so we decided to kind of work from home before any kind of official guidance from the government, which was great. We were all set up to do that. So I was kind of a little bit ahead because of circumstances, I would say. But then the impact really was quite profound from the immediate impact in terms of business, because I feel our clients kind of reacted in in one of three ways. There were those that Kind of were really shaken by it and and some who kind of immediately cancelled what they were doing and then there was a sort of middle belt if you like that were we're not sure what to do we really we really need to evaluate we need a bit more time can we freeze we're really not sure so really you know uncertain and there were those that said we're going to grow we're going to go for it we're going to carry on and let's you know ride this storm and see what we can do so we you know i had to sort of um, with the team be very agile deal with this kind of aggregation of all the issues in one go. So it was absolutely overwhelming. There's no denying in terms of the sort of decision-making and trying to work out what would be the best thing to do. Um, And so, yeah, that was the impact that we felt immediately. Yes, it was stressful, but it was also enabling me to kind of um, work out what to do. And I would say the main basis of how we kind of got through that was communication We just needed to talk to everybody. We needed to understand we had empathy with our clients. We acted accordingly. We then had to make decisions about our own business as a result of that impact. So yes, we definitely used the furlough scheme with about a third of the team, which was a godsend completely um, at the time. But we continued to communicate with the team and our clients to understand the landscape, to understand how their businesses were impacted Things were changing very rapidly. We also then started to think of solutions in terms of their communications at this time. So we had to not only deal with the challenges for our own business, but find solutions for our clients and how they could communicate the challenges they were facing.
0: I wonder whether the COVID crisis has changed you in any way, do you think? Has it changed your mind about any aspect of the way you approach business or indeed your personal life? Has it taught you anything?
1: Yes, um, definitely. It, Covid has cha- well, it's changed and a lot of things, and it's taught me quite a few things as well. I have always been a person that finds it difficult to switch off completely. Honestly, I I love hearing stories of people that can do that, but I I do I struggle. I try. My default is to be thinking about my business, but I know that's not healthy. So, um, you know, I try and manage that. Um, I'm very active in terms of exercise and sport. I actually ramped that up during the whole lockdown period, which was for me an amazing help because it got it, I created balance out of that. The way I manage that is I, I create diversion. So yeah, exercise and fitness was one diversion from a personal perspective, but I also decided to learn other things at this time. So I took up a garden design course, actually, very strange time to do it, but I thought it gives me some other focus and also an illustration course. So there was personal things, which I think really did, I did think about that would help me. But from a business perspective, there were definitely, there are definitely, I should say, a few things that um, have come out of it, which I, which I will continue to do. I've always been kind of interested in sort of building a network and, and collaboration. Collaboration is really a key part of the principle of Gung Ho, the agency. We have a the principle that, you know, it's built on working together. You only achieve great results when you bring people together and you work together. That's the attitude that we've always had as an internal team, but also the approach. Bit of a cliche, but real with our clients. You know, they like to see us as part of the team. We'll get pulled in because we're part of the team. That's exactly how I think you get the magic to work. So it's, it's a founding principle, really. But I found during this time that I wanted to, I didn't have all the answers at all. So I wanted to become a bit of a sponge and share and soak up what I could. So um, one example of that is joining networking groups. The Firestarter group and the community there was amazing in terms of the forum because, you know, literally like a sponge, I could take up so much insight um, and immerse myself in kind of the learnings and what people could recommend. So that has been tremendously helpful for me. And it's actually inspired me. It's been stimulus. And it's also taught me not to beat myself up. And I've always had the sort of principle, surround yourself with battery chargers, not drainers. And if I feel somebody's draining my batteries, I just move away. I'd charging. But that's where I felt, for example, the forum was brilliant. But something else came out of this time because I also joined another couple of groups. And I did find myself in a, a networking group um, just by accident, really. And it was really interesting because it was a 70% black-owned business group, which was quite interesting. And then the whole Black Lives Matter hit just after I joined this group. So it was a very live kind of debate and discussion about how businesses should be dealing with this and the position and having a position about it and how they would actually, would that inspire change. And I found myself asking lots of questions, but also being um, asked a lot of questions, which was great for my education around this. Um, So that's definitely informed what we're doing as a business. But um, out of that kind of network group came a couple of businesses who actually just reached out and said, I need help can anyone help me because we're going through this trauma and one is actually a chocolate brand somebody who started a chocolate business and she was having tremendous issues with the farmers in Costa Rica and Belize and Guatemala because they couldn't actually go to work the shipping the delivery everything around her business was struggling and she just said I need some help and I said you know what I can help you with the communication and what I found is actually giving something back has been actually part of a a kind of really great way, a leveller in this time. So not only am I trying to do what I am, but actually I felt I was could help perform quite well and reminded me that I can help other people just because I, I want to. And that's been a fantastic kind of feeling around this time because it's been in, inspirational for me. But I'm, um, you know, just that point about ask for help is so important. I responded to that immediately. And, and actually, I think I should probably do that a bit more. And I, and I have done that a little bit and it's been been great. I guess the, the other thing is at this time, because of all that sort of immersion in different kind of um, groups and talking to the people, is that creativity and innovation is just as important during this time. So don't put it on the back burner. Actually resetting, creating a purpose for our agency has been something we've done during this time as a result of that. And I've been, you know, really pleased with the work we've done as a team. So one example um, that we've done as a result of this time, for example, we were so many things happening on a daily basis. We created um, a daily edit of all the great activations that brands were literally launching day in, day out. And we created a a daily newsletter for our clients with uh, an edit of all the key kind of news stories that were related to how brands were dealing with it, how, you know, what they were putting in place to address issues, new initiatives. And um, all our clients responded so favorably to that because they felt that we were helping them so much edit information. And that's become something that we do now on a daily basis. And I think it's added a lot of value both to us internally, but also to our clients. And then really the, the other one is talking. So, yeah, in the community groups, I've made a point of two things. I talk to myself. This is going to make me sound really strange. But actually, whenever I come up to a wall or a barrier, um, and because I've done a lot of running in my time, and I, I did the London Marathon last year, and ever I hit, starting to hit a wall, I just kept talking to myself, being my own coach a little bit. And that's actually bizarrely helped many so many occasions during this whole time. But again, just talking to other people. So I've really made a point of reaching out, not just to the established network, but checking with my clients, absolutely. Checking with suppliers, are they okay? How are you doing? You know, hope everything's all right. We're going to work again together I'm sure in the future, check in with people you haven't spoken to in a little while and think just something good comes out of that um, that sort of bolsters you.
0: I'd like to talk a little bit now about your team because you've mentioned them a couple of times and clearly they're very important to your business and very important to the success of your business, I'm sure. So I'm wondering whether you feel it's a leader's role to have a very positive influence over them and try and transfer your coping skills based on your experience and your resilience to your people so that they in turn can become more resilient, perhaps particularly younger members, less experienced members of the team.
1: The team has been amazing. I... um... They've had a lot of challenges, obviously, in the way we're working. How do we carry on um, with the work that we're doing? How can we do that remotely? And everybody's risen to the challenge. I think everybody actually does enjoy working from home a little bit more. Some people are creeping back into the office, particularly some of the younger people that maybe we have an office in London. So I think a lot of our younger team are in shared accommodation. You know, that's quite difficult often starting to see people come back in. And so we created sort of rules about how we do that. But there have been some challenges, but everybody's risen up, risen up to it. And one of the things that we've all felt is the sort of the agility and the speed at which we've had to work. And all I've been able to do is enable them and create an environment to enable them to do that. But absolutely, honestly, they've done it anyway. So I think the sort of sense of rising up to it, creating a positive environment, being there when they need support, stepping into support as needed, but offering some inspiration. So I think is has been really worthwhile. So yeah, it's not been perfect because obviously there's always kind of kind of challenges to deal with. But overall, they've been amazing, and I think pretty much everybody has kind of um, raised their game at this time. It's been about honesty, authenticity, communication, support, all of those things, empathy. You know. Um, we've done check-ins with our team we've enabled them as much as we can we've kind of had group meetings um on a regular basis well every week but um occasionally you know we recently did a sort of day kind of we normally twice a year we kind of have a, a an off-site day where we do strategy and develop new ideas and and think of new ways of working and we did that but we just did it online but it was and it was really good fun and we you know we had a, a lot of fun around that but you know, my role as a leader is to inspire and model as much as I can. And I think that's all I can do and, you know, seeing how they respond. And, and I think what is important to remember is that, you know, and it's very, very important to understand is that all my team are very different. They all have different strengths. They all um, are able to manage certain things better than others. So it's, it's really understanding that landscape. And also enabling, you know, some, some of my team will be quieter than others, but I it's really important to get across that, that actually their voice is heard just as much. And so we create the right environment for that to happen. And then I think that's where you generate a team. And I think one of the best things is we we have two offices. We have an office in Birmingham and an office in London, around 30 people. And I think kind of what was happening before we'd sort of we were a little bit split in with our clients and we would sort of have a Birmingham team working on things and the London team. And I was really trying to kind of break down those barriers quite a lot before COVID struck. But actually, this has been fantastic because we've joined far more. Everybody's got to know each other a lot more. Microsoft Teams has been phenomenal for that. I think um, we've encouraged that. We've also put sort of different people on different accounts that people are experiencing working with different members of the team. So overall, I think this is one area that's been a, a real positive out of this whole experience.
0: Last question. I wanted to just ask you a little bit more about your techniques for maintaining resilience. You've mentioned... The, the, the running and, and how much exercise you use, particularly over the last six months to help you cope. You've mentioned talking to yourself <laughs> and uh, and talking to others as well. I wonder, are there any other specific things that you think can help maintain resilience, you know, habits, rituals, routines, that sort of thing that help you get through the difficult times?
1: I'm a massive reader not a books at the, well i do read books but actually my reading is i consume articles um okay so i'm in the world of pr so it's perhaps no big surprise but i um constantly you know reading articles to absorb the latest thinking you know interviews i just consume them on a daily basis before i start work that's the first thing i do i'm trawling through the media or my favorite, you know, online platforms to actually just consume information. It's just the way I work. So that's um, something which helps me kind of set up because I like to speak with a bit of authority about what's happening that enables me to do that. One of the biggest things that has really enables me and has helped me is um, a plan. Now, this plan is not a straight line, and it never usually is, but um, we had a very strong planning process in the business to understand what's the landscape of the year, what is the team structure, what is the budget, what are we going for, line by line in every detail. And I've been updating that on a weekly basis, as you can imagine, but the point is that was in place, the template is there. So I know that I have a live, pretty much situation on what's happening in my business. That's the knowledge I need to run the business. That's been even more fundamental throughout this whole period because I just know what the status is in essence. So that's been kind of the core principle which helps me run it. And so I'm not fighting around and, and searching for, for information. We have a live situation pretty much. and. That really does enable me to kind of drive the business and understand what decisions I need to make. I'm also a pretty flawed human as well. So um, as I mentioned to you before, I'm obsessed with my business and you know, perhaps I don't switch off as easily as, as many should, although I do have those diversions. I would describe this whole period as a sort of overwhelming decision-making period in a sense of you know, layered decision-making period. But actually, you know, I need a brain break. So something that I will be doing, you know, and because it's been difficult to take holidays in this year and we did try and then it got cancelled and so on. But you know, actually, you need to take a brain break because it's not a physical break. It's a brain break. It's just because I actually feel that's something I've not done very well. And that's something I will do because. I need time to come away. I actually need time to be bored. I've never been bored ever. But somebody said, try and be bored for a moment, which I think is probably some good advice and perhaps procrastinate as opposed to making a decision all the time. Because that's actually been the theme this year, because I think some thinking time would be good. So, you know, I've heard a lot of other businesses, business leaders do that. And I I need to do a bit more of that. So that's something that I, I haven't done, but I certainly will be out of this period.
0: Paul, thank you very much for coming on to the podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. You've been listening to the Resilient Leader podcast with my special guest, Paul Feeden, the CEO of Gungho Communications, who's been sharing some of his leadership experience and resilience techniques with us. If you've enjoyed the podcast and found Paul's insight useful, then why not join us on one of those Firestarter forums that Paul mentioned in the podcast. They're held online on the second Thursday of every month. They're completely free of charge. All you've got to do is register on the Firestarter website at www.firestartersolutions.co.uk We look forward to you joining us for our next podcast episode, but in the meantime please subscribe and keep listening.